What's going on, everyone? My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. So this past year, I've, I've become a very big UFC fan. Um, but I always, I wasn't always a big UFC fan. Actually, when I was in high school, I didn't really care about the UFC. You know, and I, just, I really didn't care. Um, and it's interesting, you know, and I think the, what, what prevented me from being a UFC fan, and this sounds really silly, but what, what prevented me from being a UFC fan is that I sort of, I think the way I view sports is similar to the way other people view sports is that I sort of have this like geographic alliance in terms of sports. And what I mean by that is, so I'm from Los Angeles, so I like to cheer for teams that you know represent Los Angeles, you know, like the Lakers, Dodgers, etc. Um, and the UFC makes it really tricky. It's a really murky situation if that's the way you view sports. And the way I, I mean, I still view sports that way. Um, but I think that that's also preventing a lot of people from really getting into the UFC because you know there's so many fighters that are out of the country and things like that. So if if, if you know you don't like the, where the fighters necessarily from, maybe you're not, you know can't really relate to them in that way. Um, you have to really buy into the personality. And this is what makes the UFC such an interesting sport. And what I mean, what I really mean by that is that the UFC, you have to sell yourself. You can't just be a good fighter in the UFC. You really, you have to mark, you know, you have to know how to market yourself. You have to make people want to pay into these, you know, pay to watch you fight. And it makes a big difference because the UFC, there's really, there's not a lot of structure in terms of who's going to fight who. Like, you know, you, like, okay, the Rams played the Seahawks this last week and now they're going to play the, uh, this upcoming week, they're going to be playing the 49ers. But, and how do I know that? There's a set schedule. And I also know that if the Rams win enough games, they'll go to a playoff bracket. I know generally who they'll probably play. Um, and I know that if they win enough games, they'll, they'll be the Super Bowl champions. Um, but the UFC, it doesn't work like that. The UFC, there's matchmakers and things like that. And how do you get the big match? Well, <laughs> you have to be able to talk smack. You have to be able to sell yourself. And I remember this was one of my first memories of the UFC. Um, even before I really got into the UFC, one of my first memories was, I remember there was this promo between Chael Sonnen and Anderson Silva. And Chael Sonnen is just one of the best trash talkers in sports of all time. I remember in the promo, he grabbed the mic and he was like, Anderson Silva, you absolutely suck. <laughs> and I remember, it's such a simple thing to say to someone, but it was just so funny. You know, and it sold the fight really, really well. Um, but overall, you know, UFC, it's just a different beast. It's just a different beast than what I'm used to, what other people are used to in the sport. Um, it's just a different culture. And it's what I didn't realize at the time. And is that the UFC or mixed martial arts just in general, it's a beautiful sport. It really is. If you, you know, if you're a former athlete and you appreciate just like pure athleticism, like I do, the UFC is right down your alley. I mean, the things that these people are able to do, the way they're able to contort their body, the way they're able to, um, you know, land these shots and get these takedowns and things like that. It's just incredible. It really is. Um, the other thing that makes it a really unique sport too is it's individual, right? You have no teammates to bail you out. You know, <laughs> if you're just you and your opponent in that octagon, and you're you're just going to settle it, and that that's just that, and that's the end of that. Um, and it's it's just it's so interesting. But the one thing I don't 
like about the UFC, and I mentioned a little bit earlier too, is, is the format. I wish the UFC had a format similar to Bellator, where Bellator has like, you know, they have like the bracket and, you know, the best fighter wins the whole tournament kind of thing. I thought that was really cool. Kind of reminds me of Dragon Ball Z when they used to have those tournaments and things like that. I thought it was really interesting. Um, but there was a fight this past weekend, uh, UFC 243 between Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker. And there, I kind of want to talk about that for a little bit. And it, it was just Israel Adesanya to me, he did, he nailed everything that a fighter in the UFC needs to do to succeed. And Chael Sonnen, Chael Sonnen in his podcast said this, and he said a, a good UFC fighter can do maybe one or two of these things. And he said, Israel Adesanya did all three, right? It's, it's the walkout, the fight itself, and it's the post-fight call-out. So in terms of the walkout, you know, Israel Adesanya, it was incre- It was so cool. And what I liked about Israel Adesanya's walkout is that he flipped the script. So Israel Adesanya, um, his, his teammate Dan Hooker fought before him. And what we didn't know about this, well, I, well what we didn't know, maybe, maybe you knew, but what I didn't know about this is that, you know, Dan Hooker's uh, teammates was, it was with Israel Adesanya. So his, t- his uh, coaches were already at the octagon. So Israel Adesanya was going to walk out by himself into this hostile environment where everyone was cheering against him, he was going to walk out, and that that's really that's really nerve wracking, right? It's really nerve wracking. Anyone else would have been very that's very very you feel very um, uncomfortable. And but what Israel Hadassanya does is he you know has this choreographed dance, which was super cool, and he and he did it with three of his childhood friends, people he grew up with. I thought that was so cool. Like, what better way to do that? You know, if you don't have your coaches there behind you, you <laughs> you can walk out with your three of your best friends. Like, that makes, instantly makes everything better. And the thing is, too, is that, you know, he kind of took a gamble on this, and it and he killed it, and it worked, right? I mean, it could have easily backfired, right? That's a very flamboyant walkout. But he killed it. You know, even before the fight started, I had people texting me saying, oh, you know, you'll, you'll never, you've never seen a walkout like this. This is the craziest walkout. Oh, my God. So it's, it's, before the fight started, essentially Israel Adesanya was already winning. And it, he did what he needed to do. He proved he is an entertainer and that he can sell fights. Now, when the fight started, uh, man, I should have, looking back on this, I should have done like a prediction video. Um, it, the fight basically... it. It was what I had expected. Um, Robert Whitaker was just never able to adjust to Adesanya's range. Uh, Whitaker has this fighting style where he likes to rush his opponent, sort of blitz forward, throw this you know this jab and this huge bomb of a right hand. Um, but the issue with like his fighting style is that it leaves him open for counters, um, which is a big reason why he got caught you know twice. The first time being when he got knocked down in the first round, second round being. Sorry, the second time being when he got knocked out uh, in the second round, the end of the fight. And the whole fight, uh, it really seemed like Robert Whitaker was trying to like land like these big shots. But the problem is, though, is that he was taking a lot of damage when he was doing it. He was taking a lot of damage. So his hope was that maybe he takes a little bit of damage, but he's able to land that big shot and put him down. Um, but he wasn't able to do that, right? He wasn't able to really get out of these sequences uh, without getting touched. And he, the problem was though he wasn't able to land the big shot. So he was taking the, the shots that he knew he was going to take, but he wasn't able to land any of his own, uh, which they ended up catching up to him, and Adesanya kind of figured him out. And, yeah, it kind of led to the big shot. Uh, but the other thing that I wanted to talk about, too, is Adesanya's movement. You know, he looks so calm in the octagon. His, you know, his first real title fight, because uh, the one with uh, Kelvin Gastelum, that was, <clears throat> that was an interim belt. But this is his first legit title shot. And, you know, he looks so calm in the octagon. He looks so, his movements were, you know, so fluid. 
and it was, it was really it was really incredible to watch. But he, you know, he had, he had great head movement. Whitaker really, really wasn't able to to land it. And he really was able to utilize his reach. Like I think it's like an eighty inch reach, and he's like six four, so <laughs> he was really able to utilize that. And then after the fight too, the post fight call out, he calls out Paula Costa, which was which is really crazy because Paula Costa is a brawler. <laughs> Paula Costa, he's pretty scary. I mean, he just beat Yoel Romero, and then Yoel Romero, if you take Paula Costa and Yoel Romero, I mean, if, okay, if an alien were to fly down to Earth right now, and they said, look, we need a perfect specimen of a human body, then I would probably send in Paula Costa or Yoel Romero because these guys are just cut up like <laughs> like like 10, 5% body fat. Like These guys are just crazy ripped. Um, but anyways, Apollo Costa is a good fighter. He's, you know, test his medal against some of the tougher opponents in the division. And I think it's safe to, I think it's safe to assume that, you know, he's the next fight. And I think Adesanya said something in the call out to Apollo Costa, like, oh, like we got this Ricky Martin wannabe, which is really funny because if you saw what Apollo Costa was wearing, it was this like, uh, this really flamboyant, like shirt, like <laughs> something, like some weird button up tee. So I thought that was really funny. Um, but overall though, I think what we learned from this past weekend i think israel adesanya i think he's here to stay in the ufc and i think he has the tools and the personality to take over but anyways guys so that was sort of my take or uh yeah my take this last weekend of the ufc i think i'm gonna start making some more of these ufc podcasts i had a lot of fun doing this um but yeah guys thank you so much for listening also a really big shout out to anyone listening uh in the uk i see i got a lot of views from from you guys so thank you guys so so much for listening um and have a great day guys